0: Welcome back to Black O'Couch Reviews I'm your host Christina We are back for another episode of Vikings Season 1, Episode 3 Dispossessed Written by Michael Hurst Of course, directed by Johan Renk once again I gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10 I thoroughly enjoyed it We got to spend time with the family We got to see Ragnar Playing his cards right You got to see what happens when a priest <laughs> and a viking warrior start drinking together. And we officially got our first battle on English soil. So let's go ahead. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you're listening to this podcast, your iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon. Go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. If you want to send feedback for Vikings or any other show that I do, blackercouch at gmail.com. So we start or we begin with our heroes even though we know they didn't do necessarily heroic things they feel triumphant coming back to Cadigat. the mercurial mooted rollo in this moment it's like yeah you're right brother we did do this we're so close <laughs> see how long that actually lasts ragnar then approaches athelstan and he's reading the bible that he was la- allowed to keep and he wonders about his god <laughs> what did he ask him i can't even remember damn it he said to something like oh that's when athelstan told him about the prophecy like where where did I, where did we just say where was we what's the name of that place oh it's uh What did I say it was? Linden's farm. And he's like, is that in England? Yeah. And Ragnar was so happy. We did it, we did it, we did it, yeah! Before he introduces himself and asks Athelstan his name, Athelstan's like, look, we're all here because of a prophecy of doom and we're condemned and this is the price that we have to pay or something to that effect. And he's like, no you're here because i spared your life and athelstan doesn't even decide in that moment to dispute that he's just more like so why did you save my life and he's honest like i don't know yet athelstan has to then watch how the vikings handle uh death very very casually (laughs) one of the brothers dies leaning on athelstan and he calls ragnar like he's dead and he's like yeah you're right he is (laughs) let's toss him overboard (laughs) and he's horrified and he does say because he is standing next to athelstan when he hears him you know rest in peace and the thing about ragnar that separates him from the rest of his group which is something you also I know I don't want to keep referencing Vikings Valhalla but this is just all of the good juicy meat that comes before that show so you can see more of the reversal of how Christians are perceived or thought of and how much they're you know it's an odd concept for them they are pagan and even even with christianity Protestantism, all of that shit is basically blending paganism with other with christian ideas like all of most of the fucking holidays are pagan holidays that's how we got everybody on board so one technically didn't win over the other they just learned to merge (laughs) but the the gods to them they're living breathing things and you hear that in the conversation a little bit later which i loved with ragnar and athelstan when they were drinking but before we do get to that awesome scene uh they are in cadigat being welcomed home to a lot of cheers and applause and wives (laughs) you can see that Floki also is a little ADHD. He's hyperactive. He's a little, he's a little different. Canute approaches him and says, well, the Earl would like to see you. And that's something that they are all concerned about. Turns out the Earl was basically playing it safe. I'm condemning his actions until he comes back with a whole bunch of treasure. And then I'm gonna gank him for his shit.
1: Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger don't give a shit. It just takes what it wants.
0: I can tell that was his wife's plan. Because she was overjoyed. <laughs> and she seems like the stealthy type. Because she says a lot can be uh, maintained by watching and waiting. So she props him up and makes him believe he's the most powerful one but i have a feeling that she influenced that decision more so by allowing or possibly getting up in his ear about allowing uh, him to either just die in in obscurity or to to live in prosperity but it's still Like he found a way to make it to make it insignificant even though everyone else ain't fooled even if he thinks he's fooled at this moment because he thinks he's still got power which he tries to flex a little bit a little uh later when he see when he sends his uh his little bitch uh what's that guy's name Ulf every time I forget because he I hate him so much uh but Stumpy Ulf is sent to try to do his bidding doesn't go his way but he is definitely keeping his eye on what to do about Ragnar but he knows he really can't like he was looking as Ragnar said for a reason to kill them and because they said it was like stealing from babies they're like well you didn't really win this you stole it from someone who couldn't protect it and thus it is no glorious uh, raid it is truly something that is to be besmirched because again that viking culture is all about conquest and dying and battle like the fact that there was no battle makes it even more of a case for the earl however he tries to give him a token by saying hey how about this it was illegal you shouldn't have done it I take all your shit you're allowed to keep one thing from the raid and out of all the things all the treasures even the little bit of joking from Ragnar because of course he feels humiliated at this moment he's angry at this moment but he also knows that this is a political game now and I have to play I have to play the right way So i'm gonna make light of it i'm gonna act like it doesn't bother me and he decides to choose athelstan instead with everyone thinking that's a stupid choice because he would choose a slave but i think he chose him for two reasons but the number one being he's more valuable a person is more valuable than treasure for what he himself is seeking Something he's trying to explain to his thick headed brother, who afterwards tells Ragnar, I can't believe that we did all that for nothing. I shouldn't have believed in you.
1: Oh, hi, thanks for checking in.
0: I'm still a piece of garbage. Ragnar tells him, Look, this is just the beginning, it's not the end. Stop being so overly dramatic. Then he reveals that he actually stole more than one item from the king now this pisses ragnar off and he reacts violently throwing him into the wall into a chokehold like do you do you think that the king is not going to notice that you stole from him he's like why can't i feel like every time he's just like why can't you see it why cannot you be smarter because it's so apparent that all you're about to do is go out and spend on the things in which you enjoy which is whores and fucking alcohol <laughs> so attract his attention bring shame upon us and yourself you dumbass he's, he's looking for a reason to kill him and you're just gonna give him one like an idiot so then he takes athelstan home where he presents him to his children for gita and uh man that boy he does not look great (laughs) young bien uh he greets his wife with a kiss and he's like look this is a priest from england she's like where's your treasure at well uh the king stole it she's like it's okay i believe you that it filled up the boat and He's like, you could touch him. <laughs> Who says that to another person? Gita was so sweet. She said, What's your favorite god? And he was so appalled. There can be only one. Why is your hair like that? Who gave you them robes? Why do you wear that? This part of. And he's just so casually answering their questions. As Lagatha goes up to Ragnar, like I, sm- I miss the smell of your body. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you see is them fucking. <laughs> While Athelstan is trying to read his Bible, so bad he's like, "Oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? What is happening?" <laughs> but no, the night is not over because lagatha and ragnar peep behind his little uh, private corner with a question join us priest he's pulling his cock out he's like oh come on you like it <laughs> i took vows and i love how they answer because that's how they do like we have gods too like loki <laughs> they're trying to find uh familiarity between them they're trying to to bridge some intimacy and this is their way of doing this and (laughs) he's just over there cowering because he looked like he was half tempted like uh i cannot do this it's it's not permitted and i have never i've taken a vow of chastity and ragnar sits on the bed next to him like uh so this valve ch- now this was the rip at the ripped uh <laughs> the rip ragnar that i'm aware of and though uh travis Fimmel, because it was not the same in in uh <laughs> in raised by wolves but he tells him' he's like don't you want to try it like what if no one's looking anybody gonna tell on you <laughs> he's like i can't so he starts praying and he's like well fine you go you go with your god and then they go back to fucking <laughs> then the next day we can see some time has passed and he he goes out by the river and he realizes that hair has grown where his baldness used to be because time has passed and his uh his desire to retain who he is is shown as he takes a dull blade while Ragnar's outside cleaning the fish to to try to cut his hair but he's busted by Gita who looks kind of like oh my god concern bjorn who's laughing like you fucking idiot what are you doing and then you have lagatha who is understanding in a way confused but understanding like there's a little bit of pity that she has for him then we see him and ragnar drinking because he says everyone is well fed and well (laughs) laced with alcohol in this house and that's when he explains about his religion there's only one god uh he talks about he asks the the questions like why your god must be greedy if he has all those places in a church a place of worship he's like why doesn't your king he learns of king Ayla. he finds out there's four kingdoms in england uh but northumbria is where king Ayla is and going back to the riches question he's like why wouldn't you protect your monastery monasteries don't need to be protected until you however you need to know that god is not greedy but people need to give up all of their wealth (laughs) and possessions to the church to save their souls he's like what the fuck is a soul he talks about the place that they're gonna go to and he's very skeptical about all this <laughs> but he says i want to learn more and i want to learn some of your language will you teach me as he keeps his cup full plenty and running up- over we then see him head into town and he requests an audience this time doing everything by the book with the earl harrelson who we saw briefly with uh his wife enjoying another person's success and he is very turned on or wants to be turned on by the moment of his great success by copulating with said wife but he is a limp noodle it does not work anymore not at all there also was a previous scene i did not speak of Went off, came to the farm looking for Ragnar he approaches Bjorn and he says look I saw you get your armband um I need to know what your father is like I thought was on that like uh like why don't rice she's like Bjorn who you talking to who the fuck is that hello she picked up a knife or that axe and just walked over ever so <laughs> slowly and grabbed her son like he's out fishing really he's out fishing yeah he's fishing i don't know when he's going to be back home well i need someone to come with me as a shadow or whatever the case may be and he looked at bjorn then he looked at that ex
1: oh don't do it yeah, yeah. oh my god
0: and unfortunately they choose another fisherman's child who unfortunately will never see her child again uh later on we see that the earl is burying all of the treasure and he's having the boy help and you might be very perplexed to see ulf choke this boy to death and uh (laughs) throw him in the grave this unfortunately is viking true to lore as well they believe very very strongly in that you be reincarnated in the afterlife and that you will be reunited so he killed this boy to protect his hoard of treasure in the uh in the afterlife so that because he really they truly believe that this gold is going to be with them when they get to Valhalla so these abstract ideas (laughs) uh and the commitment to said atrocities against human beings in the name of religion is not even just a Christian thing it's a pagan thing it's uh I mean go back to the Aztecs you know they only they only warred with each other so that they could the person who won could make sacrifices <laughs> with the with the prisoners of war that was the whole point of warring not because i got real beef with you it's because we need 50 and the best way to figure that out is to just go to war with each other and get get the, all the ones that we need <laughs> so we can continue and if we're triumphant we continue to be successful it's uh it's commonplace in society so it's um on one hand it's very appalling on the other hand it's just it seems to be the uh cult of idea around these particular times in society or in well i guess it still is society they have constructs moving on from my rabbit hole now we're back to the scene finally we're caught up to the scene where he goes and has the audience with him and he tells them look i think we should go back to england and get more shit <laughs> i've been talking to my slave and because he's like how how's your slave working out for you always oh, more valuable than i thought he told me all about this kingdom of northumbria about how uh they have all these additional riches i got some maps i got some plans let me do another raid please let me do another raid you know bitch everybody wants us to do another raid and you sitting out here counting the gold from the last raid i know your greedy ass want another raid so can we go do another raid and Athelstan is very upset to hear that especially as he had to see his brothers being strung up because even as slaves they're not valuable in Cadigan their their value their god their belief in their god is is in their eyes heretic hereditary. that's the word i'm looking for heresy there we go and they react to that you know don't you dare come threatening my gods and they killed him which is very upsetting (laughs) the earl's like fine i will go ahead and sanction this particular raid but you will be taking my brother canute and did anyone else be like when the fuck did y'all put out there that that man was his brother at what point did we reconcile that these people were related i don't believe you i think he just made that shit up (laughs) to this day to this day (laughs) if you've never seen that oh my gosh that is hilarious to this day uh so on the way out in front of everyone athelstan is just like kill me well i think he wasn't even kill me right you've you you've used me you know i know that you're a good person but you've used me you spared my life i appreciate that but you spare my life with a purpose and not only that if i am just to be killed then just kill me now with my people and they had mentioned that he was a slave and i think that was his moment of am i a slave or am i not a slave Cause if I'm a slave, then and this is what uh, my fate awaits me. You might as well kill me now. Uh, and he doesn't expect for Ragnar to come up to him after he's used him, right? Cause he feels like, oh, you got what you needed out of me as well. He goes up to him, takes a knife, and he cuts him free. Cause he's had a noose around his his neck the entire time. But that's how you know you, someone knows that that belongs to you. And he's like run away if you want and he takes his satchel and he starts walking but it is a new new step for them because he's saying you have your freedom i'm not going to keep you but look around you look where your options are are you safer with me or are you safer on your own because i think you're safer with me and he quickly was like yeah i am safer with you (laughs) and not only that he is not judged in his home right Ragnar has a tolerance and acceptance of Christianity even though he doesn't himself believe in it and makes the comments that he does you know he has a respect that's the thing you don't have to believe what someone else is believing but you do have to you know you can respect them and allow them to to go on unless it's harmful And it hasn't been for him, or he doesn't see it as such. He then goes back home. He smiles too. I love that smile when he heard him coming behind him. Because then he's choosing to be with him, right? And thus, when he gets home, he tells his wife, Lagatha, with the kids at the table, and Athelstan as well, eating at dinner that he is going to do another raid going to england as soon as possible and she said and he she asked when and he's like tomorrow and you can see that look in her eyes that's how you know she's a good one she's a ride or die you see that look in her eyes like when well, she had that small side like i'm so disappointed and you just got home but instead she puts that down and she says i will wish you a great journey we will make sacrifices to odin and he had his back turned the whole time and he's like are you not coming with me and i was like oh fuck yeah boy. that was so cute and then she's like what he's like i want you to come with me what about the children <laughs> yeah well bjorn is still too young but he can help out on the farm and we'll leave the priest in charge hathel <laughs> stood up and said ragnar Lothbrok, do not do this it's like please (laughs) and bjorn is it's like father you cannot place a slave above me he gave him one look at the eyes
1: i'll put a whooping on their ass so
0: fast boy they leave it up to gita and she's like i like the priest (laughs) and so it is settled and then i love that that uh that fierce protective mama bear of lagatha she turned around and said athelstan if any harm comes to my children i will cut the lungs from your body <laughs> it's like oh god damn it i got a fucking moody sulky teen and the other girl she likes me just fine but damn it damn it and damn it just when you think we're about to watch another long sea voyage we're in england we're in england we are on the sands on the beach but this time when we get out of our longboats, because there's more than one now and there's a lot more men going well first there was the whole canoe gets choked out until he's almost well actually unconscious then brought back <laughs> by rollo uh and a nice power move by by ragnar who just sits there and has his brother handle work handle business Rolo decides uh, he's back on the the non-shit list i tell you it's like you're gonna get whiplash fucking dealing with Rolo's mood swings <laughs> but that was a nice show of solidarity between them the way he just sat there wouldn't let him get on the boat just just had his back to him the whole time like he wasn't aware of the situation but Rolo and everybody else is fully aware of the situation like we can we we can fuck you up so no if you are trying up to some shit don't matter if you're the king's brother or not uh it- it's every man for themselves out there and we watch each other's back so if you ain't about that life you need to let us like no you will die uh, so yeah they get to the english soil they get off and ragnar clearly has different ideas than the rest of the people in which he has rolled with He has learned to speak a little bit of the languages and is able to understand the local sheriff when they approach them because this time they are met with a a handful of armsmen on horseback. They get off on horseback. They asked if they're traitors. Uh, Ragnar's like, Yeah, we're traitors. Sure. (laughs) He's trying to play the more insidious role. He wants to know more about his enemy. He wants to know more about. He knows he's on king Ayla's land because it's mentioned which gives him a good idea of where he's at however rollo who is rollo well it's not only just Rolo. you can't just blame rollo but rollo is like i don't trust him i don't know if he can and that's a valid point you know we got here we came here to do something these men they're armed and they're dangerous and they could potentially be a threat to us why would we just willy-nilly go off in their direction even if we are um trying to get more of what we're after you know that we need to get rid of this obstacle it's not well to go with i can understand the argument anyway uh then he's backed up by eric so it's not as if it is just one person stating so ragnar tries to defuse the situation because of course they can't they don't speak the same language so you have a language barrier with only Ragnar not quite sure how to handle the situation and he's trying to calm his own people but he's also and I think that's his biggest uh his biggest concern is that he doesn't have the truly despite being hailed a hero the dominance here to dictate how this is gonna go if they're all equals that means they all have a they all have have a say on how things go down so it's not it's a democracy not a dictatorship though so despite what Ragnar would love to probably open some diplomatic relation even if it's you know just to uh obtain more information to raid he would be more comfortable going that route he would like to explore that route but unfortunately the tensions are just too high too distrustful on both sides uh then you have the idea of the one guy giving Rolo, like hey this is a show of good faith i'm gonna give you this huge chunk of gold and floki comes out of the background and it's like well bitch i want that cross too (laughs) it snatches it off of him which of course causes a reaction the chain reaction is a battle that is ended very quickly but one person does end up getting away on horseback. I love seeing Ragnar chase after that one dude, how he got him down. Cause they needed to capture someone cause they need information. Uh, but it is unfortunate that it ends in a massacre with what could have been a uh, the first diplomatic encounter with the, at this time, are they the Normans? know are the anglo-saxons i think no they're anglo-saxons they are anglo-saxons why i'm asking that uh yeah and that concludes our episode so what to come next we shall see lastly a shout out to the cinematography particularly in the beginning of this episode it's very beautiful um i'm not sure where they were filming but it was gorgeous we do have feedback so let's hop on into the mailbag
2: what up Sina it's Mimi this is feedback for Vikings episode three of season one sorry it took me so long I got sidetracked watching the show I was binging I know you don't watch it but when I realized that um legacies was gonna be over and there was never not gonna be a season five um I stopped watching but then all of a sudden it got really good and then I wanted to see how it ended um i don't think i've ever shipped anyone in this show actually i think i did but it, it's been a while and that ship never uh happened so i still watch it because i know how you feel about the vampire diaries and i was already knee deep in my field with the show when i realized how terrible julie Plack was like, i didn't follow any fandoms after what happened with the one fandom i did follow glee so I, was, I honestly didn't know how she was in Vampire Diaries, especially with Kat Graham. But um, I do know now that I'll never be interested in any show she did. does. Hopefully, you know, with the new owners of the CW, hopefully nobody like her and nobody wants to buy any of her shows. But we will see. So I was supposed to watch this a couple days ago and I got sidetracked. But I did just watch it. Um, first, um, I want to say that I'm very disappointed in King Canute. Because, not King Canute. He's not a king. Regular Canute. Because, you know, we know King Canute from Valh- Valh- Valhalla. And he just, in the Canute in this, seems like a snitch. I know it's like several generations afterwards. What we were watching in Valhalla. But so far, I'm very unimpressed. I don't know how big of a character Canute's going to be, but I don't like him. Um, he seems like a raggedy snitch, and snitches get stitches. Um, I don't know what's, like, the, the last scene is what I remember the most because I just watched it. And how does Ragnar know how to speak other languages? Did I miss that? Like, is, does he study other languages? How is he able to communicate with the british people when they got on that land um and he was like translating for the vikings how does he know those languages i, I don't know if i missed that um the other thing um i want to talk about has nothing to do with vikings but the actor that plays ragnar his eyes are so damn blue and i don't know if it's the show making them so damn blue but they're very very distracting when he was marcus in um whatever shall we raised by wolves i remember his eyes being very blue but i don't remember them like popping off like that like i can't even focus on anything else because all i see is his damn blue ass eyes they are like really really blue um like i said it makes it hard to pay attention um and then so i need you to explain to me one more time what the like he's not a king i think he's an earl like so how how did he get his position what he controls what everyone does is he treated like a king um was he appointed did he like fight his way to there was it birth given i just want to know because like is it something that canoe can why am i why do I keep saying say Canute? god damn it is it something that um Ragnar can like take away like can he become the Earl can he is he allowed to like fight for um, the throne is that something that can happen because it seems as though I mean I get it like when you're in a you're the authoritative figure of a a entire um, race of people they look to you for leadership and your words should be enough for them not to do it so I understand what like you know him saying you know we're not doing this don't do it and then someone disobeys his order I understand like you need to punish them because you can't just have people not doing what you say but to me it just seems like there's some underhanded reason why he doesn't want Ragnar to go like towards different land like it didn't seem like he was doing it based off safety it was just like do as I say because I said so like I just feel like it's I mean we I know we got that flashback of his kids being killed um maybe that has something to do with it maybe he has some like irrational fear of the unknown well I guess being feared of the unknown is irrational but maybe he has a reason to be weary of it and you don't want to just be broadcasting your fears because you're the leader you don't want these people not listening to you so i get that so i just i'm just trying to comprehend like why he's so opposed to them doing it um i understand him doing the punishment it didn't even look like he wanted the gold and the the stuff because he buried it and what was up with them killing that poor little kid like damn it he didn't do nothing and i feel like it was very underhanded because the Earl knew that if he um took one of Ragnar's kids first of all his wife would fuck a bitch up because she is a boss bitch and she is I'm assuming her legacy and her background is known um but it was very underhanded of them to take that little boy and then just kill him and throw his body in there and bury it like he's not shit like so now his mom is never gonna know what happened to him and that's fucking terrible I hope that shit does come to light and I also hope for the sake of my own um, karma coming around and kicking bitches in the throat. I would like the bald fat guy who I'm assuming is the Earl's right hand man. I would like him to die. And it would be great. I want to call her Geeta. But I'm not sure what Ragnar's wife's name is. I don't know. Maybe after episode 4 I'll remember people's names. But I want her to kill him. I don't know why I want that but I that's what I want so I'm just gonna hold on to that Um, I'm still trying to get a feel of this Um, I still like I'm having a hard time understanding what Ragnar's mind is doing it seems like he's smart and he is logistical isn't the right word that's not a word he Like, he reminds me of those people who play chess and are like three, four moves ahead. They're so far ahead that you think that they're fucking pulling shit out of their ass, but they're actually very smart and they can see moves that you can't and they can see things that you have, like, you don't know, but they're about to fuck you over and it's going to be bad and it's going to be hard and you're not going to enjoy it. (laughs) So I'm thinking that's what's happening so so we will see but I do want to just get this sent to you so I'm gonna go ahead and just send it now I know there's some shit I forgot but I didn't write notes I was just trying to watch it and get it over with I had a dentist appointment today and <laughs> my fucking mouth was hurting so bad they had to repair it's it it was a lot it's hard to explain but it had, I had a tooth that needed to be repaired because um, there was like a gap too big of a gap in between it and the next tooth and my mouth was numb i couldn't eat and i couldn't talk so i couldn't send my feedback anyway um i'm gonna end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out
0: that was queen mimi with her feedback for the episode clearly looking so deeply into travis femmel's eyeballs that she missed a whole shit ton of an arc yes <laughs> <laughs> athelstan when he was talking to him he asked him can you teach me your language and then some time clearly passed because his ball spot was all the way almost covered in so no he uh he 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 got taught he did just didn't know it he got he learned it's called old norse i believe or oh no it's not old norse uh it's 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 i can't it's not coming to me right now but it's only two languages because technically although we're hearing we are hearing them speak in english they are speaking a different language as well and occasionally just to give the audience a little bit of perspective they'll show them actually talking in their tongue and then the english are talking in their tongues and neither understand them <laughs> which is what makes the the whole fight tragic in itself just imagine hearing that shit you're like what the fuck is he saying i don't know what the fuck is he saying and only one person in the middle can understand that both sides <laughs> uh, so the earls are vassals to a king this is a good question to ask very good question to ask but as in all earldoms Uh, they are vassals to kings so that that you know that there is an earl there means there's a hierarchy which means mildly interesting is all i have to say going forward (laughs) mildly interesting and as far as why does he feel i mean like any political rival i think you hit the nail on the head there uh reputation is everything with vikings and you have this guy clearly he got enough people on his side that are uh unhappy with how they've been compensated in raids or how raids have been going they want to change the the way things are right you know you have the spinning wheels it's always the same shit you got the person that's that's been there for a long time been in his position of power for a long time no one really dislikes him but you know he's a little greedy he's a little you know he may not be completely above board as it was alluded to in episode one but for the most part you know he hasn't you know he's just been the guy that that's been pushing the same agenda over and over again now you got this it's it's like bush and then all of a sudden Obama comes out and he's smiling he's got that charm and he's got that class and everybody's like oh man wow this what's up with this guy he's got plans he's got things he's breaking that wheel he's gonna make some changes so of course that's not gonna make the other guy that's already in charge feel great he's gonna feel threatened he's a political rival Someone keeps putting his nose in his face and uh keeps wheeling his way out of politically being called out called out for what he did and i think both of them handled it in a way in which they save face but they both know that this is a big deal this is uh that's why he couldn't really say no when he said let's do another raid so he sends his brother with him to try to you know represent himself there even though he himself can't do that that's another thing he's an older king or earl as well so some point he was young and energetic and whatever and was that but he's not that anymore so it's just natural reaction of how i think anyone in power would feel when when someone even if they're not aiming for your throne you know is going to be someone people's going to be like well maybe why are we following you and we should follow him he's the guy that's doing something for me a great question and uh this is what happens when i say we say you say he was doing it three days ago i don't know nothing about no legacies but when he when things be on the agenda and then the agenda changes i know all about it i'm also glad that i don't have these dent like i'm really scared to go get my wisdom teeth removed because i just i don't want to deal with it so i'm glad that people continue to tell me horror stories about the dentist so that i'm i'm not i'm not prompted to go (laughs) (laughs) nothing's wrong with them they said no you're fine you just you know might want to remove them it's like "Eh, why? why 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 all right and last and certainly not least we have queen shy
1: hello christina it's me shy i am here to give my feedback for vikings season one episode three this was a very interesting and uh I don't know how to explain this episode <laughs> I mean I liked it it just at the same time there were some parts of it that was frustrating um but yeah I'll just I mean I thought it was a good episode I was just I don't know what I was expecting I mean, when I'm thinking about it, I, I, I mean, I was ex- I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest, but it wasn't this. Um, of course, let's start out with the fact that Earl Harrelton, you know, I'm like, you know, the ego is a is a powerful thing, man. It really is it can lead you astray it can have you making decisions that's at your demise or at, <laughs> at your peril or um leading lead you to glory i guess um in the case of haroldson I, I mean i don't again i don't know obviously where we're going with this story but i just feel like his this is gonna be to his peril um this this ego thing of his um but yes they come back after he and then i'm like you know just the way it came about it's like he just he was just so in this pomp and stance of there's nothing on the it's it's only the east we're going to east there's nothing else you know, making Ragnar out to be you know, look like an idiot, you know, or like he's all knowing. Haroldson is all knowing. And then when you come back and you find out that, yeah, you don't know as much as you think you do. And you know, I get what Ragnar was saying. I it just it's just amazing to me. It just makes me think about just our leaders today and how they could just say and do the most asinine things and yet they get to stay in power even though they they are proven to be wrong and they've proven to not know what the hell they're talking about. Um, but whatever. Anyways, um, so they come back and after, you, you know, saying that they don't have that there's no such thing as the west and then they being proven wrong and he takes all their stuff and of course as i said before ragnar i just feel ragnar you know he's a strategist he's playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers especially with rollo i mean he's all brawn and no brains um and it's like and it takes and i feel like if it wasn't for Ragnar he would have died a long time ago at this rate just from the decisions that I've seen him make so far in these three episodes um his brother must have saved his tail many a times and it's like I don't even know why they listen to him because they see that Ragnar is the smarter of the two and knows what he's talking about and you would think that they would follow more his lead than anybody else's but I guess, you know, when you're a Viking, you just thirst for blood and it doesn't matter. I mean, you're not, I guess not everyone is a Ragnar, just, you know, for all intents and purposes. Um, and so, yeah, we have that. But, um, yeah, and I thought it was interesting that he ch- just, and back to the Ragnar playing chess, while everybody else is grabbing the first golden thing that they see he sees the value in getting the priest and getting more information from the priest and using that if it's like he he's just so smart and just thinks ahead and i love that about him uh, i love how um was it outside the box he thinks and you know a few steps ahead of everybody else even the earl so I just think he would I mean he would make a better um leader or or you know, earl or whatever than Haroldson. And I think that's a big thing with Haroldson. He feels I feel he feels threatened by Ragnar because he's a natural born leader. He's a natural born strategist. He just has that it factor and he I feel he feels threatened by that. Is it me I'm sorry, impotent. Uh, my thing stopped, so I don't know if it caught that. Um, because his wife was trying to get her freak on, and he, for a minute there, he was trying to be into it, but it's almost like he couldn't seal the deal. Um, so I'm very curious about that, and I'm wondering if that plays a role in him being the way he is um, in regards to um, feeling insecure especially around, um, um, men, um, that are in his presence or around his wife. So I, 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 I was so surprised when, um, Ragnar and man, look, look, I forget how to say her name when they were asking, um, the priest, um, Egostan to join them. I'm like, really? They roll like that? Um, and maybe that would explain the brother? Like, would they have invited the brother in bed with them? Okay. But yeah, they were all about that life. But um, Egostan, he stuck to his guns and his beliefs. So that was interesting. I thought that was funny. But it was a struggle. I could see that it was a struggle. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I, I I hope that at some point in this journey that H- Harrelson dies. I mean, I knew they were going to kill that boy. When they were digging up the stuff, um, you know, he, they would have that kid. Because I was wondering whatever happened to him when they all returned and all that stuff. Um, but they killed that little boy. I'm like, damn, that's so messed up. I can't stand that dude, and that whatever the other his his right hand man can't stand him either, well, like I said, we see um Ragnar reconning, getting recon information from the priests about England, getting more information and taking that to Harrelson, getting him to uh give him permission to raid again. And then, of course, things go sideways again. Um, this time, a little bit more of the unknown is involved because um, they went to another area where there was more people, more people with weapons and able to fight, unlike the priests in the monasteries, the monastery that they va- um, raided previously. And then we have Canute, well, um, <laughs> slime bucket Canute. So that'll be interesting what he ends up reporting back. I'm surprised they're not more. I mean, I'm sure Ragnar is. And even Rolo seemed a little bit suspicious of Canute. So I hope they're not, you know, totally buying into everything. And they're being, a. I just wish they'd be a little bit more suspicious or act like they're suspicious. Uh, it just seemed like they just, uh, even though they know that he will report back to the king they just I mean I guess I don't got no choice it is just, the boat ain't that big and we do get to see that like look, look at the uh, Ragnar's wife is gets to tag along and they left Eggleston in charge of the kids I was like what how long has he been there <laughs> oh such a different world a different time so like they just trust this Person. They barely know that was a slave Five minutes ago To watch the children while they're gone um, So I mean I'm sure uh, I'm guessing it'll work out for them um, I don't know um, Very interesting I mean she did uh, Threaten his life So I'm sure he's uh, gonna be on his P's and Q's Bjorn was not about that life um, Was not happy <laughs> You gonna leave a slave Above me um, So But yeah, a lot of interesting things. We continue on with the story in regards to them venturing out and exploring the world. And very interested in seeing how this all unfolds, continues to unfold. On that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch. Shy that
0: was queen shy with her thoughts on the episode we always find ourselves on opposing sides and this is based solely on information that i know in the episode because i'd argue with about earlson harrelson earl harrelson is that it's not about ego more than you know you think that you're right it's well, that's a good way to put this. It's like Ashford versus Drummer, right? Two people see a problem. They have two different ideas about how, and they both think that they're right in their answer. That's not so much ego as that Ragnar happened to believe a traveler, you know, and found tools in which he could go to the north he's not he's not shared that knowledge with anyone else not even the earl and even when he brought it up he was shut down and then he decided to do it in secret anyway after he forbid him to no longer talk about this encourage that idea now you turning out to be right is all well and fine but there's no certainty there before you roll off that island and go find some land that might be over there that no one else has come back and found and said they successfully it's a it's a uh it's one of those moments those flashes in time where ingenious happens and it changes the course of history no one knows that that was the moment that changed the course of history people react rationally to the the information they have when they're processing it i'm not saying that earl haroldson is a good guy or a bad guy because quite frankly i take those monikers off when i'm viewing these characters because i'm immersed in a society where morally things are already in a place in which i would be making my logical good guy bad guy references on certain bias that exists now and not within that culture it's like going to india and then they sat they i don't know i'm I'm just making up something right now (laughs) something current that people do that you're not like you can go to any country right and there's something that you know burkas women are required to wear them you can go there and say oh my god this is a crime against feminism and humanity but if that's their culture you know do you have a right to judge their society based on your own um societal landmarks so with that being caveated i think that the earl is a character like any other character we've met him in opposition to our protagonist so then he must then become the antagonist i know that in movies and television I found myself also doing the exact same thing. And I've been rearranging my viewpoint on how I'm watching television sometimes because I'm playing on those eternal biases that TV shows are making me. But like after The Expanse and more other shows that, you know, even with Westworld, where I don't really, I can't say point to this person, I might more be on their side based on what I personally feel is important and can relate to or they're just black uh (laughs) should see my face right now when i said that uh that makes me just open my mind to that new idea of that is our only jumping off point for well i guess not to say i mean you might see ego in him i see that he played a game as well i mean you are the lead whether you agree with the leadership who's the leader whatever you made that great analogy you know to people uh who can say things in leadership and they seem to stay in leadership well that if the people voted them there that's what the people are saying clearly so there's not a there's not a not not a precedent set there right those people just didn't accidentally make their way to the positions of power that they got there they got there for a reason and if they're comfortably in you know saying things that are just horrible clearly that they don't think they can lose their position of power or that they may be playing to their own constituents um why did i make that analogy i'm not sure i think i made that analogy because of how the earl must be feeling you know you have one of your subordinates you know coming up to you challenging you directly you don't even embed you know you put your foot down you say look i hear what you're saying but that's not what we're doing rather you think it's wrong right whatever this is the law don't break the law ragnar says fuck it i'm gonna take a risk that hopefully the earl won't kill me for for breaking the law and technically he did like if he was being a real true bitch he would just kill them all That's not what he's doing. He's trying to see where this plays and leads to. Truly. I think they both are in this moment, not just the Earl. I think Ragnar is as well, which is why he wasn't upset when he lost all the treasure and he only took Athelstan. Because he knew that there was going to be a sacrifice needed to be made for his direct disobedience. And if that is the easiest way we could have gotten out of there, Like we should like it's almost as if he expected that to happen right maybe not all the treasure but he definitely expected that man to take a chunk and that's the bribe to say hey look i proved you wrong but at the same time i did this for you for us for our success and thus that is what leads to that conversation where he sends his man to sanction said mission now canute's there just to be the the earl who cannot them himself get on that boat and be there because he is of an age but that's what he's supposed to be so as far as you know do you trust him or not i don't think they're put they're looking at him like that they're looking at him as we know before that you you know you you, you chose going to your brother instead of choosing to, choosing to go with us and now we need to know if we can trust you to at least be at our backs when we need you to be at our backs but i'm sure they are i mean that it's just something that they're probably watching for because he wants to know too he wants to have someone he can report directly to i don't think that's a, out of the the blue thing to to really request or, or need or desire protect his position of power i think there's no person in the world that's gonna be and we don't know we've not met errol harrelson but i can tell you for viking society you don't get to that position by doing nothing or being crooked or i mean you might be a little crooked uh but it's not as if he didn't earn that position it's not like people are turning in him on him and saying he's a horrible person uh it's not like you know he is i mean yeah as i stated earlier he seems to be a very popular rather fair ruler that we are meeting in his not in his prime anymore and not so much of you know people are stubborn people are stubborn when it comes to change maybe i just understand that aspect of it a lot more of you know someone younger coming on showing you up (laughs) maybe because i've been in that position before where i've i've been in a role and then someone younger comes in and they make all these changes and you just like bitch but you have to understand that innovation that that's that it should be allowed and i think that in a way despite what we think we're seeing and you know he's trying to navigate that um but he also wants to retain his his position of power it's not just for him he's got a wife he's got a daughter uh he's got people that he cares about and he is impotent (laughs) he definitely is impotent can't get it up so that's also a blow Uh, now that to me is more of a blow to his ego and i saw him in that moment act more like a rational man because any other man would be like well it's you you know it's something wrong with you he just sighs and hugs his wife so i don't know maybe i just give him a little bit more credit as a human that's just going through a time in which ragnar's star is rising and thus that means his must fall that doesn't mean anyone's gonna sit back and just go okay i'll just let you have it i'll just support everything you want because anybody and everybody like both you and me are both stating can see where this can go so if you're already throwing your weight behind Ragnar in three episodes (laughs) talking about he should be the leader and all he's really done in a leadership position is just be smarter than everyone else when it comes to exploring um we don't know how he handles groups of people we don't know how he handles other things those are challenges that you know he's still a young man and has yet to have the you know no experience with or dealing with despite how smart you are smart people don't make great politicians all the time (laughs) um or great leaders uh i think that's all i have to say about that but i mean i like the conversation around it because um i think he is one of those polarizing characters where it's like it's so easy to be like in my mind that you know you're an asshole of course i didn't want to see that kid being killed <laughs> but uh i actually looked it up while vikings never shared their wives that's not a thing maybe they're slaves but not their wives vikings when they bury their treasure they believe that things that they placed in the ground or in water would be found by the gods so i was incorrect and they did though i was correct on they buried The boy so that he could protect the treasure so it feels very uh (laughs) it feels very uh cruel but it's not meant to be cruel uh and his uh his his second off is just all altogether unpleasant (laughs) doesn't he i can't even now he is very much portrayed as a one-note bad douchebag. i mean he just is uh let's see oh you were talking about rolo so i was mentioning it earlier that there is no leader there's no leader in the vikings uh, when they go on their raids you might have one that's you know a little bit that people choose to follow but technically they're all equals so rolo is not someone that uh is even followed either but once again we're meeting rollo at the place that he's at so keep that in mind when you're thinking about these characters um we do hear from lagatha herself like i would never insult you because you're too great a warrior so whatever you feel about him as a person vikings care about what <laughs> fighting <laughs> fighting and farming fighting and farming yes he's a he's a dastardly disgusting big pig-headed dull-headed uh you know likes to rape slaves but that's allowed uh (laughs) type of guy but he clearly is not someone that Ragnar has to go around protecting No, I wouldn't make that assumption he is his own warrior in his own right and we saw that just in episode one when they were fighting on that battlefield he was right there with his brother they had each other's back they were handling each other just fine actually it was rollo who uh handled his before ragnar handled his so i don't want to take away that agency from him by saying that ragnar has kept him out of trouble but to your point i do think that ragnar uh definitely talks him out of his worst uh, uh I don't even know desires his worst uh ideas and he seems to despite the fact that he is all up in his brother's face and he does have a tendency to just you know to, I shouldn't have believed in you so very quickly he listens and that's why I like the scene at the end so very well when you see them both working in tangent together is that they are a force together and it is ne- it was necessary even when you saw them in eric's house and people were talking over ragnar and rollo's like listen to him and people quieted down so there is a respect there for rollo um despite ragnar being more savvy with his negotiation of situations and people but a great discussion, as always. If you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com. or can leave a comment below this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.